What is up out there, crew? Welcome to another CloverTech podcast. Recording these, of course, live. It is March the 3rd, 2022. And for those that are joining us in replay, welcome. Early on, we've got uh, Chase with EAA. That's European American uh, Armament in the... uh, in the house, so we're going to talk a little bit about Grissons and uh, might get into the uh, uh, Y-Rocks and the ICARs and stuff like that, but primarily Grissons, especially since dropped the video with the what, 1911 uh, S 10-millimeter Hunter yesterday. Was that yesterday? Day before yesterday, I think, so if you haven't checked that out, uh, do that. Uh, if you are joining us live, you got some perks over the folks that uh, join us in uh, in replay because you can ask questions out there in the live chat. So throw those questions out there. Uh, we're not going to derail the conversation to get to the questions, but uh, if they're on topic related to EAA and the products and that sort of thing, we will uh, try to get some answers to those questions as we move forward. Uh, also, if you join us live, we've got the poll and the uh, poll is a simple one today. Which clone are you most interested in from Gerson? We've got the Beretta 92, the Colt 1911, and the Browning High Power. Uh, right now, the Beretta 92, uh, that would be the regard in the uh, Gerson, but Beretta 92 leading the way at uh, 60%. Let me go find my banner because I forgot to fire the banner up. That's no good. Uh, and uh, that is just to say big thank you to all of those that are Patreon patrons that are YouTube channel members that helps the uh, channel tremendously. Uh, also those that super chat, super thanks and shop over at uh, clovertech.com slash shop. So after three minutes of bloviation, let's get uh, the man of the hour in here. What's up, bro? What's up, man? How are you doing? Uh, I'm well, I'm well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Uh, excited for, um, excited for a few things. Excited for the two-year freaking wait on the nineteen eleven ten millimeter. I know. Holy moly! But that wait finally is over. Uh, yes. Trust me, we this, felt your pain on that one. Oh man! Uh, it's so yeah, bad. And, the, and I want to get into to a little bit of of what's going on because I think it's I think it's important that people out there understand the last couple of years and and some of the hurdles. But, uh, yeah, and looking forward to a couple of shows coming up. Shooting Sports Showcase, I think y'all are going to be there in Talladega. Uh, And then We absolutely uh, are. From there, going to head over to the the gathering for a couple of days. So that's not this coming week, but the following, I think. So uh, going to be busy. So, yeah, let's jump into it. Let's just just talk a little bit about – First of all, I mean, if if you check out the website, um, you guys are bringing in Gerson, Akar, and Y-Rock, correct? Correct. Okay. Yes. That is the three current at the moment, possibly some more down the road in the future we're working on. Mm-hmm. But Gerson is our major focus at the moment. That's what we've been growing and building in the last few years. A car as well. The Churchill line's done very well the last couple of years, especially during – the COVID madness, tactical shotguns really took off during all that. Right. And then Y-Rock's been steady for 30 years. So I, I had the opportunity to shoot uh, the 
a Gerson MC312, which I have one of those, uh, the MC312 Sport, uh, and then also the uh, the Churchill. I think it was the Churchill 220. I think it was that sound right, the 20 gauge. Yeah, the 220 uh, or the little shorty or the you have a field gun. Mm, I think it was the tactical style, the yeah. shorter one. Yeah, if I if I remember correctly, um, Dude, that little gun runs too. So the what is the difference for those? Because I was curious, what's the difference? Yeah, I know there's a difference in the name. You've got the Rasan and you've got right. the, the Churchill. Where does the lines draw? What's the distinction between those two lines of shotguns? So currently, Gerson only builds a 12 gauge, and they're all inertia-driven guns. Okay. So they are very similar to the M1, M2, Super Black Eagle family, whereas the Akar family is going to be, they're going to be gas guns. So very similar to like a 390, a 391, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, all those are all those are all they're all gas guns, and they're we focus really on 20 and sub gauges in the Akar line. So we do, like, obviously the 220 you do. We've been working on a 28, trying to get it to run right. We're not going to bring them in if they don't run. And that's just trying to get the gas correct on that, being a 28-gauge. Really? Oh, yeah. I love a 28-gauge, man. I do, too. Like, that's, that's my little sweetheart favorite shot shell. Oh, There's just something about be, it. I love it. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. So it, it sounds like, and this is just my experience, because the inertia-driven, I mean, the Gerson line of shotguns, the action feels amazing. Yes. Um, I mean, you blindfold somebody, you hand them a Beretta, Benelli, whatever, and then hand them the Gerson. Mm -hmm. I don't know that they could tell the difference. Um, and I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm a, I tell this people to all, all the people all the time we're talking about the guns. I was a die in the wool Benelli guy, and I still love Benelli's. Don't be wrong. There's nothing, those are, you know, fantastic shotguns. Mm -hmm. But that's a line when I worked in the retail world. I wish I had something that was as good as these guns are for the price point. Right. I had a ton yeah. of guys come in. Man, I love a Benelli, but I'm not paying $1,500, $1,800, or whatever for a shotgun. Here you go. This yep. is out of box, $500, you know, price range, runs like a champ, cannot kill it. Perfect, perfect idea for that gun. And that's why they've become so popular, is yeah. they work, but they're priced right. Yep. And, and that seems to be the modus operandi or whatever with Gerson from Correct. the regard to the 1911 to the, uh, to the high power clone to the shotguns is, are they, is, are they focused more on let's, I don't want to say copy, but clone technology on a, on higher end stuff at a better price point. Is that kind of where right. the focus is? Yeah. So, Gerson does a really good job. I mean, the, the 92 family came apart when Turkey was looking to join NATO. They needed a NATO standard gun, NATO standard caliber. So the nine, the M9 family, the 92, that just made sense. And so they took that gun, tweaked it for their needs, and we've refined it since we've gotten a hold of it. So that gun's been around in a couple iterations. We took it and really worked that gun, corrected a couple cosmetic things, a couple ergonomic things made sure it runs absolutely flawlessly. And these guns, they just absolutely run. They don't have the locking block issue that some of the older 92 family guns did. You don't have that cracking, breaking. It's a slightly redesigned locking block, so the, the block and the barrel are slightly different, but everything else is interchangeable. Right. Now, is, is, the, is the slide a beefier slide? It is. 
So you're looking more like the 92 G's and that kind of stuff in the right. in these. So if you like a Centurion, you like the yep. 92 G found those guns. That's what these are kind of aimed at. Gotcha. Um, and then the, that's what that's what a lot of folks have have said to me. That's that's tried the regard. We got Rod out there yeah. with uh, he just. Uh, gun care, for example, he says, hi, hi. He says, he's at the range right now <laughs> shooting his regard for the first time. So, See, uh, there you go. yeah. And that's one of the things I noticed right away. I'm like, this is not a FS. It's not a 92 FS. It's no. like, it's, it's a higher grade Beretta copy. Yeah. <clears throat> they, they took their time really refining that gun and we've worked with them. You know, I know you've talked to Keith in the past. You know, he's an engineer by trade. And so he spent a lot of time over in Turkey at the factory they send us, you know, samples over all the time. We're constantly working on those guns, constantly testing them. You know, they get shot, they get abused. We try to break them, you know, send us stuff like to you, like that 10 millimeter we'll talk about, I'm sure. You know, getting them out, hey, run this, see what happens, what can we do better, what'd you like, what you didn't like. We're always constantly evolving these lines. Now, as far as the as far as the importation process, and, and before I get to that, you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned Keith. So yeah, we've had Keith on uh, yep. a few times, uh, two times, three times. I don't even know in the past. So check out the mm -hmm. channel if you want to hear a little more about the history of EAA and some of the importation ins and outs. Yeah, I mean, because he talked about that pretty heavy. But is correct me if I'm wrong, but all importers are not created equal, right? Some just not bring at the all. crap in. And I say crap lightheartedly, but some just bring crap in. Other ones have input on what they bring in, correct? Yeah, correct. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to name names, but some people will just put it out there on the market and they don't care whose name's right. on it, where it came from, what it is, if it works, if it doesn't work. You know, I got stuck with that stuff on the retail side years ago with some of those that they were just right. terrible. That's all there comes, you know. Yeah. We're very selective in what we bring over. And, like with the Gersons is a good example. This, all those guns get torture tested. I mean, you're talking, if they don't run a 15,000 round endurance test and don't die, don't have any issues, major malfunctions. I mean, they've got to run basically flawlessly for 15,000 rounds. Or we're not even looking at the guns. And we do that to several firearms in a line before we really start looking at bringing it in. Yeah. And shifted over to the to the 1911 10 millimeter that mm -hmm. was one of the hang-ups with getting it to market right yes part of the problem with that well besides besides material issues that have been going on the last two years from all the madness like everybody every industry's had that problem our biggest issue with the 10 millimeter one was getting ammunition for us to test it but also trying to get ammunition in europe for them to be able to test it because 10 millimeter it's tough enough to get in the United States, it's extremely hard to get in Europe and Turkey. So they were having a tough right. time getting ammunition just to test those guns. And if they can't run them to make sure they work correctly before they send them over here, that that was one of the major hangups. That took almost a year between that and the permitting process in Turkey because it was a right. different caliber than Turkey is used to dealing with. Right. Um, now, go ahead. No, I was going to say, the, perp, the import, the permitting process is a whole other story anyway. Yeah. You know, anybody who's not familiar with dealing with the ATF, well, you're basically dealing with the Turkish version of that over there as well. Uh -huh. So you're having to get them to approve it first, then you have to have, you know, our government approve it, and that that was a year process in its own. 
Well, I heard, and I don't remember if it was in a comment of a video or if I was talking to another mm -hmm. creator or what the what the deal was, but uh, you know they were they were talking about EAA conversations come up about EAA, and um, they were talking about you guys are have been notorious for changing model names up. They're like, I don't understand why they change model names up, and I noticed this. Maybe we could get into the nuances. I noticed that the 1911 10 millimeter I have, it says MC 1911S Hunter on the website, but mine on the slide says MC 1911S 10. It doesn't say anything about Hunter. Um, and yep. then I've seen several names. Um, so is that a part of the importation process that you've got a name Correct. in mind, but then the paperwork, how it runs through, you have to change that midstream or something? Right, so we'll call something like a model name, like we have like the Regard Sports or the nineteen eleven Hunter or the Ultimate or whatever. Part of it is there's certain restrictions, what we can do, ATF markings, what Turkey can do in their markings. Sometimes I can't fit that stuff on the slide like I couldn't, like Hunter, for example, it may or may not, you know, work in their prescribed area. Right. But permit-wise, that gun is known as a MC-1911S. And so that's its physical, like that's what it's imported as. That's what Turkey recognizes it as. But when it gets here, like we have to differentiate all the 1911 S's. We have the Hunter, we have matches, we have the standard model. You have the Knoll competition gun. That's the one Knoll's ours are designed. You know, that's the differences in those guns. Same as the regard, standard regards, the sports, the Gen 3s. They're all just different variants. Right. Uh, now we've got uh, Calaveras out there who unfortunately lives behind enemy lines in uh, California. Uh, it says, uh, are they thinking of trying to get into any anything into California? So do y'all have anything that goes There's into California? <clears throat> There's a few guns that are California compliant, but you're talking, you're limited to shotguns and the revolver line that's already there. Okay. We have looked at doing guns in the past to California. California hasn't made it easy to get guns in there and their demands are getting more ludicrous and so we've just made the decision at the moment unfortunately for people stuck in california to not do any new products over there that's not already on their registry do they do they currently allow surely there's there's 1911s on the roster of some kind on the california roster right they're on the roster but we have to still provide them with x number of firearms for them to no i use, get it abuse destroy tear up and all that and we just i already have I get already it. I already sell a ton, and it's it's not that I don't want California's business. Trust me, I, that's a big state. I'd like to get more business out of California. It's just I'm already having trouble keeping up with the rest of the country like everybody else is right now. Yeah, I can't sacrifice sending a bunch of guns for them to play with. It's a gun. They already know it's a functional firearm. There's nothing yep. crazy about it. Well, and it's, and it's yes no, no different, and it's no different than the other 1911s that are, let's just use that example, than the other 1911s yeah. already on the roster. So, And ultimately, Correct. it's a crapshoot as to whether or not they're going to say yes after you do all that is the problem. Right? We can spend all the money with them. We can send them all the guns, and they still may or may not say yes. Yeah. You know, it's California. They could go, nah, we didn't like your name or, what you know, something <laughs> silly. It's California. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. unfortunately, so, to the California guys – at the moment, there's not a lot of new stuff going to be hitting California. 
yeah, I don't know. You know, hopefully, hopefully we see a reset, a shift. Hopefully things will get a little better, you know, moving forward. We can, we can only hope anyway. Um, I mean, I know, I know California's got a lot of good dudes in it. It's just the population centers now control the vote. And that's the problem. Yeah, you mentioned that, and Calaveras out there, I know, is not opposed to uh, to a, a nice revolver. So, uh, are the yeah. the Windicators on the roster? There are Windicator models that are California compliant. Yes. Awesome. Okay. And then there's a lot of 312 models that are California compliant. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they so have the, that option. Uh, like we do do a lot of business, like with Turner's, for example, like Turner's Outdoorsman. They sell all the California compliant stuff. Okay, well there you go. Uh, I don't know a, a Calaveras out there may be familiar with that, with that chain yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, shifting I mean, gears. Just uh, go ahead. I was say most of our local dealers can get it because there's all the distrib- all the major distributors that stock that stuff. They ship to California. They're out there. They're just not as many. Right. Uh, so Artac out there knew this one was going to come up, uh, but he says uh, uh, he's looking into the uh, high power. What's the MSRP? So. Um, so new yeah, 2022 on that. on that is try to remember the because we got several different variants of that gun now. Uh-huh. That's what is coming up. That actually I have it with me. The updated. So full retail is 544 on that gun on the black. That's MSRP and then the, or that's MSRP. That's MSRP. Full on MSRP. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then 567 for. The tan, the darkers, and the two tone. Okay, okay, that's not bad. And y'all have added those. No, y'all. y'all I'm gonna say you the, know uh, extras there pretty quickly. Yes. Did you already have those on in the fast. works? So those go. The colors are already in the works because that's pretty easy for them okay. to pull up because we already do the 1911s and two tones or guards, two tone gotcha. darker, same way. Right. So we have. We're kind of doing more or less pre-orders with distributors and some dealers right now. But the guns you saw at SHOT Show, those are going into production now. Okay, nice. So, so for the guys who don't know, we're taking the high powers to basically the next level. We're modernizing them, doing what a lot of custom manufacturers are doing or custom companies are doing. So you're going to see beaver tails. You're going to see flared magwells, um, flat triggers, no mag disconnects, fiber front sights, blacked out rear target sights. There's a lot of cool stuff, accessory rails, a lot of stuff coming on those. Nice. You'll have a traditional model that'll be no rail. You'll have a rail version of that both ways. But you're looking at like full blown retail, like seven hundred bucks. So so uh, half the price yeah. of some other ones. Uh, yeah. Same. Yeah, and <clears throat> and if the you know I can vouch for the quality. So I mean, it's a and there's several folks out there I know in the chat. Uh, and that's listening that yeah. on them like like Rod with uh, Aegis Gun Care that can vouch mm-hmm. for it too. So I mean, yeah, why that gun I mean, has been the that gun has been the big sweetheart surprise of this past year for sure. Like everybody who plays with that gun loves it. Everybody who shoots it loves it. It just feels right in the hand. I mean, it's done well. It's you know, we've tried tons of different parts, tons of magazines. It all interchanges in it, but that gun just. It's, I won't say it's an homage to the original, but it's definitely a nod to the original high power. Just they put their own little, not spin, but they just, they've ironed out some of the hiccups in the older guns. 
Like right. they just run. They do. Yeah. Well, and that's what you have to do, I think, you know, moving forward. If you're going to take a an existing design and create, and, and so many companies don't. They take an existing design and they yeah. more or less follow it to the letter. And they don't yeah. look at, hey, what could we improve? Oh. Right? And with modern yeah. technology, things can be improved. It may just be tolerances on a machining level or something, but things can be improved. Absolutely. I mean, what's the point of Gerson having a brand new state of the art facility, brand new state of the art equipment if they don't use it? Right. Yeah. Now, yeah. speaking of that facility, do you know if they stay tooled up for all models at all times or does that rotate out? So I know they have different lines for the different lines of the family of guns. So they just rotate the models through those lines. So gotcha. if we're doing, you know, 1911s versus 1911Cs versus regard, regular guards versus Gen 3s, whatever. Right. You know, Keith knows the exact nuances because he goes to the factory all the time. Those exactly what's going on as far as what's being ran here, what's being ran there, what they transition around on. But they have, this is an area for this gun. This is an area for this gun. Right. Right. Uh Ron out there uh, asking about the high power. He says, are the grips interchangeable yes. with uh, standard high power? So They are. Quick and easy answer they on are, that they one. They are. Uh, <laughs> fluffy 10 millimeter, fluffy 10 millimeter, tongue twister there. He says, I want an EAA in 10 millimeter. Just passed on a witness in 10 millimeter. They wanted a, over 800 used. And I love my all steel frame witness, which oh yeah, uh, you guys don't import anymore, unfortunately. Unfortunately, uh, not. But no. uh, I it mean, is the a, it's fantastic a gun. So. But I think I, it's like that price freaks me out because I think I gave like two hundred or two fifty or something used for the oh, one I got. So some of the used, um, some of the used markets still silly, still silly. Right. I mean, um, but that's the thing is like that ten mil hunter. You're talking, that's a seven hundred twenty to seven hundred forty dollar retail nineteen eleven. Right, right. It just depends on if you want black or dark earth, and we've got some other cool things coming with those. We're gonna that family's gonna get yeah. played with a lot, and in that six inch barrel, especially, uh, yeah. you're looking at a grand easily, easily over a grand for the next. Oh yeah, next go look at call it well, Firstly, go find a Delta Elite. Right, you're not gonna get a six right. inch barrel. Right, you know, and you're gonna pay twice as much for it. Go find, I mean, that's the problem is you'll find a six inch 10 millimeter right now from another manufacturer, another quality manufacturer. It's not $1,500. Right. Yeah. No, exactly. Whereabouts. Yep. And we're, we're all over the place, uh, folks, but, uh, that kind of goes with the poll that's out there, yep. uh, which, uh, if you're live kicking your vote out there on that, uh, which clone are you most interested in from Gerson, Brother 92, Colt 1911, or Browning High Power? Browning High Power is now taking the lead at 47%. So maybe because we're talking about it so much. I don't know. Probably. Um, the regard at first didn't surprise me because that's been the best selling gun we've had for yeah. the last couple of years now. Yeah. But with all the with all the fire in the high power world right now, the P35, that doesn't surprise me at all being the more talked about gun currently. Yep. Right. Um, and Calaveras out there is, uh, it's got a good question. He says, are aftermarket grips and sights interchangeable with other brands of guns? I don't know which one he's talking about. So let's speak to all of them. Let's speak to the regard, yeah. the high power and the 1911 line. Um, what are some of the aesthetic, like he's talking about sights, grips, what things yeah. will interchange? The 1911s, you know 
Yeah, 1911s are easy. 1911 grips interchange. Uh, the Regard family, some of the Beretta styles grips interchange, some don't. We've run across that. Uh, high power, all the grips, the standard high power grips interchange of those. The difference are the sights. They do have some different sight cuts. Now, the match guns, like what you got with the Hunter, that's an LPA cut. So, any of the LPA cut sights run, their, run that rear. We're, tr- we're working currently with Gerson to kind of update some of the sight cuts on those to make everything more in line with everything else. I like everything to be a Novak cut, really and truly, the vast majority, mm-hmm. just because it's easy. All the, all the aftermarket sights you could ever imagine, or most everybody makes some of those Novak cut, just, just to make it easy. But we're working towards that now because they've they make the sights in house, and some are very similar, but they're not quite the same. And so that's something that I would like to standardize more going in the future. That's something we're working on with them right now. Right. It's just shutting lines down to change that hurts too at the moment. Yeah, when you've got when you've got demand, right? You're trying to get yeah. things out. I mean, it, it yeah. really does suck. They're um, really awesome about inline changes, though. Like, we can come up with something, and they can do it pretty – they can usually do it pretty quickly and pretty efficiently. Nice. It's just trying to get – we're trying to figure out which models we want this particular cut on, which one we want this particular cut, and kind of run with it that way. Right. Right. So, yes, in the future, you'll have a lot more options as far as that. I mean, I like the Beretta, for example, like the Gen 4 – sport which is you know the kind of like a 92x similar to that that's um a little bit of fitting the beretta sites go into that right you know just get the optics ready model you can worry about that yeah well that's true just throw a red dot on top you're good uh ron out there he says uh i wanted an ipower years ago never could afford one excited to know i can afford one now yeah it's just a matter of just a matter of you guys cranking out enough so he can find one is the uh, yeah is the key. Um, We've got the SP- first several hundred production guns in the country, same as the ten mils, and they're coming. It's just there's such a huge demand for that gun. It's going to take me. It's it'll take it's going to take some time to fill all the want out there, all the orders well, we have for them. But they're coming. And you told me. Uh, yeah, hopefully I'm not spilling any beans. You talked about some of the cool things coming down the line with, with high power, so I don't think we are. But you yeah. told me um, a while back about those those cool things. And you're like, just wait, just wait, just wait. So somebody not finding one right now might end up being a good yeah. thing because they might get a much cooler model a little later on. And I know yeah. I've, I've, I've kicked myself in several circumstances by being an early adopter of things. And I do it too. I mean, I yeah. see something cool. I'm like, Ooh, I gotta have it. Yeah. And then, you know, six months later, the even better versions like, Hey, check yeah. this out. I'm like, of course. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, that sucks. Um, yeah. so Rokas got a good point, uh, to the company. We'll, we'll get on that one in a minute, but he had another one up here, mm-hmm. uh, that I wanted to hit on. Um, uh, we, we mentioned the, the wide rock and the windicator and the revolvers earlier. It says, well, EAA start uh, doing revolver stuff or if they do make it more. So, to answer that question, you guys do. <laughs> um, yep. What currently are the production models that you have with revolvers, and have you looked into doing other things? So, I mean, we have the the Wyrock family. So you have your standard, your Windicator, which is your 6-inch. You have a 2-inch, or your 6-shot, 2-inch, 4-inch, and 6-inch, 357s. They also do a 38 special only, 2- and 4-inch of those as well. 
that we have our bounty hunter line, which is our cowboy guns, several finishes, barrel links, you know, 44 mag, 45 Colt. Uh, 357, and we have the 22-22 mags as well on those guns. So we do a full line of revolvers, uh-huh. and they're, I mean, they're solid guns. I mean, they're not, they're intentionally not heavy price points at all. They, but they are solid, solid little revolvers. The problem is I just can't get enough of them. Right. Germany, right. Germany, that, that company's great. Those guys are really easy to deal with. They build a quality gun, but they build amount and that's what they make and i physically can't get enough guns we're we're working on trying to get more our way to get more in the country more production it's just that's just taking time to get them to do that right now the and so i guess that speaks with added models if you can't get the models uh, in that they currently make yeah. then added models are almost a no-go yeah um, i mean there's a lot of stuff we could do like a lot of stuff we would like to play with or do it's just right i can't get enough of what i've already got and that's that's kind of a common theme with dealing with europe in general right now is there's a lot of stuff i'd like to do but i physically can't get enough to begin with yeah right now with the uh with the windicator you said the bounty hunter had, was available in 22 the windicator is not correct no the windicator is strictly going to be standard caliber 38 57 okay um that could be neat there's been several there's been several 22 you know double actions yeah come we out talked about that a good bit with of, several people at shot and i would yeah. love to do like a six inch like a six inch 10 shot 22 right be awesome right well there's not nobody... a whole lot of yeah there's not a whole lot in the game i mean you got smith and wesson and i love my 617 absolutely yeah. love my 617 absolutely. um and then you've got the, the the Taurus Tracker comes to mind in that. Yeah, and, that's, and I've got I've got one in seventeen HMR, not in twenty two. I wished it was in twenty two mm-hmm. LR because it'd be cheaper to shoot. Uh, but yeah. you know, I, I love both of those, and it's like ah, I wish they made. I wish more companies made things like that, but they don't. If they do a twenty two, it's a little short barrel usually, or like it's always Ruger. a stubby. It's like yeah. an LCR twenty two, right? Or or like the little Smith kit guns are cool guns, but and I mean, <clears throat> the problem with those are a lot of people see those guns like, oh, that's cool. And then they see a price tag on that gun. They're like, that's not cool anymore. Never mind. You know, like I'm like you, I love that little 617. It's a cool gun. But most people will look down and they go, well, that costs as much as the 357 does. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it does. And that's, yeah, that's why I would love to do something like that with them. Do like a four inch or a six inch. I mean, do a nine shot so I can do it 22 and 22 mag with a conversion cylinder or something. And that's, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So no, totally. Trust me. We're definitely thinking about it. It's just trying to make it happen. It's, yeah. It's just working with them and getting it done. Uh, we've yeah. got out there right here. Got some love reloading, uh, from the hot pot. Since my next buy is a croissant. Uh, which one are you looking at out there? Let us know in the chat, which one you you're, you're thinking on. Um, gonna go back up here, jump back up to roll call. And I've, I've heard this said too, again, talking with other creators and podcasters and other things mm-hmm. says the EAA guns and, and roll call works at a shop. So, uh, just from, to, to let you know where he's coming from out there, but he says EAA guns, uh, we've had in the past didn't do as well as other companies products. Mm-hmm. I think it's due to not getting the name out and making them really well known. And EAA has been around forever, forever. Yes. Um, and 32 years now as a, 
Tanfoglio, Tanfoglio maybe did a really good job of getting y'all on the map, I think. Yeah. Would you? Would I mean, Tanfoglio was, was, everybody knew us as associated with Tanfoglio, being the U.S. supplier of Tanfoglio, mm-hmm. and especially on the competition scene, because that's where most of that, where a lot of that came from. You had a ton of comp gun shooters between production limited and open class guns. Those that's what they're known for, but the witness family in general was great. Right. So windicators are good. The problem is like what we were just talking about. I can't get the numbers of some of the domestic production guns as part of right. that problem. Yeah. Or I think the windicator would be a much bigger household name. Yeah. But we're doing we're pushing hard on the marketing. I mean you see you've seen it in the last year. Yeah. No, we're really making a big marketing push. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things with the regard. Well, with the explosion of the Grisson lines, right? Yes. With the MC three twelve, especially in the in the regard, the Mm -hmm. high power clone, the ten the the ten millimeter, all the nineteen elevens, honestly. Um, and it's it's getting there, right? Uh, Yeah. But but I, I agree, and that was sort of that was sort of my response or my comeback. Um, when somebody says says that to me, they're like, I don't understand EAA and their marketing, and they're like, Well, there's two sides to that. It's like, yeah, if you well, the market's market, changed a lot too. Market, there is, but if you if you put a ton <laughs> in marketing and you can't deliver the product because of the manufacturing side, yeah. then what good did it do to dump all that money and time and everything into the marketing, right? Where yeah. you could have. It's a balance. You have to strike that balance. And and I totally understand you do. that. And I mean, most people don't understand how much marketing in this industry costs, you know, and I mean, we don't, we're not scared to spend it on good marketing at all. And we do. Right. Um, marketing's changed drastically. Everybody's been in the industry for more than a few years, but they saw some of the old ads versus what we're doing now. It's, it's a totally different direction, but everything's getting, everything's more updated. Everything's crisper, cleaner, better message you know it's not girls in bikinis on everything anymore right right you know which all the gun bunnies i mean that's i mean that was all that i mean when you know 10 15 years ago i did i remember seeing all the ea ads and that's all it was you know that doesn't market as well these days well and i and i think moving into you know sort of like the the association with tanfoglio kind of helping the EAA name along. I think with some of the, we'll call them retro or whatever, right? With the 1911, the regard, the the high power. I think some of that tapping into that side of things with with that relationship with Grisson, I think will ultimately be a big help. I mean, it's not like you're putting out brand new handguns, right? They could be a lot worse. I think if you guys were importing something that was totally different and brand new, it would yeah. be it would be more of an uphill battle on the marketing side it is. of things, and that's the whole thing with you know, the Gerson is people are more and more people are waking up to that to those guns and they're realizing that hey these are really good guns for the money they're getting the respect they deserve and we've been working really hard at pushing that and I mean that's all it is like you'll you know you'll see it at the show next month in Talladega that's the whole point is putting those guns into people's hands the more I every time I put them in somebody's hands everybody's like wow and I didn't. Didn't realize it. I, you know, a lot of people go, oh, it's Turkish gun. Because that, you know, there's been some really good ones in this country. There's been some not so good ones in this country. Right. And a lot of imported guns, people are like, oh, that's another one of those. I don't even want to look at it, you know. 
yep. not knowing that a lot of big names are imported guns is just their names on them. Yep. Yep. But well, if you look at if you look at years and years ago, decades ago, anyway, um, you know, we talked about Y-Rock in Germany earlier, mm-hmm. but the, it was it's the same it was the same way with importations from Germany decades ago. I remember that, right? You had all oh, yeah. the RGs and the and the Saturday night specials, and oh, yeah. crappy stuff, and then you had legit good stuff. Yeah, um, that, you had stuff like people like you know people like what's a court, you know. Right, right. Yeah. One of the it's like, uh, why is this a five thousand dollar revolver? Because it's a court. <laughs> because it's a court, yeah. Um, which, know, that's or, on my that's on my bucket list for sure. Is a court. Oh, dude, if you've never oh, shot one, God. you need to. I'm telling oh, you. Oh, I have, I have. They're yeah. amazing. They're amazing. So, um, I had a a conversation. I don't even remember. It was it was. Uh, I don't know if it was the shot show before last or what, but actually caught one of the guys. And he spoke very little English, uh, but we spoke enough mm-hmm. that we could talk back and forth. And you could tell right away, it's like they're not interested in working with. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, like no, nope, no, nope. it's like they uh, they know what they have, they know how much it costs, they know you know they're oh, not for sure. they're not oblivious to uh, to what they're putting out. That's for sure. Those guys. No, are, I mean. They know. I mean, they know their product. I mean, they do because that's a labor of love to build those things. There's no two ways yeah, about that. It is. it is. You know, and I mean, I'm not going to lie. I do have a snobby streak in me, like in a lot of the higher end stuff. But you know, we could do that facility in Turkey could do a lot of really cool stuff like that. It's just being able to get more done. I mean, they have. We're not. We're not anywhere near their full production yet. It's just trying to get more our stuff online and figured out what we're really going to do going forward. But so they've got, they've definitely got more capacity. We've just got to figure out how to utilize it correctly. That's well, probably and, the best way to put it. Yeah. And, and let's be honest about it. A lot of people don't realize this, but you know, when you're talking about something like a course, uh, you're talking about a lot of hands-on, a lot yes. of labor. Yeah. Um, a lot of meticulous time has went into that, and time mm-hmm. is money, right? Absolutely. And so... Take our yeah. gold regards, a good example of that. Right. Everybody's like, man, I love that gun. I want more of that gun. And, you know, I get 30, 40 of them at a time instead of, you know, a couple hundred regular regards. And I'm like, it's this time that goes into those guns. Yep. Because those are hand engraved. That's not... People don't believe until they see them in person. You know, that's a hand engraved gun. That's not a machine. That's not a laser. That's not acid etch. Like some, there's a guy physically engraving that gun and it just takes time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that affects price too, which absolutely you know, a lot of people, does. They don't, they don't, they don't understand that. So, um, reloading from the hot pot out there, uh, said, uh, he was, uh, going to get one. He says the Grisson MC9 Black. So, yeah. Uh, that was I'm one not... of the that was one of the special run regards we did, and so yeah, it's part of the regard family, right? And we got Santee TV uh, out there says that uh, she likes the Gerson regard. So yeah, oh, yeah, no 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 reason not to. I can tell you that for sure. Uh, we did have uh, uh, Arizona, uh, awesome Austin out there. Uh, Saying uh, I need some regards at J and G sales. So well, he just needs uh, to call me. I got. We do it all the time. 
So there you go. Tell them to uh, give uh, give Chase a, a shout. Uh, and and seriously, if if uh, there's a shop out there that needs to get you know hooked up, figure some stuff out, you know, let me know. It's what it's about. So yep. Um, how are the regards since we're since we're on those? Mm-hmm. Um, are those coming in fairly good at this? So point? yes, the regards are one of those guns that's a staple for us. So those are pretty well weekly shipments of regards coming in. So I've got certain models I know that are turning from Turkey to us pretty much weekly. Some of the harder to get stuff, for example, the high power being new, and it's it so much hands-on to build that gun, just like the 1911s are. It slows it down some. The regards they have down to such a science that right. they can turn those. There's still there's still a hand work that goes into those guns, but they've done so many, they know what they're doing. Right. And the 1911 same way. But anybody who's ever changed a trigger in 1911 or changed parts, you understand that's a hands-on process. Yep. It's not something you're just pumping out tons and tons of at a time. You know, right. it's not it's not the polymer gun world where you can make tons of frames and everything's kind of plug and play. Right. There's a lot of hand fitment that goes into metal guns. But really and truly, like speaking of polymer, we've been talking about this a lot, is and we talked about it at the show. You know, I think metal guns are kind of the future right now. The polymer market's so saturated. There's so many different. It is. There's so many different, but yet the same things out there. Yeah. It's getting rough. And like, it's, it's just. It's made worse. The whole 3D printing, build it yourself, poly Yeah. That's yeah. great. That's great. I'm not knocking I'm it. totally for it. I'm not knocking I'm it at all. I'm on board you know? with that. But I think that's done. I think that's hurt the polygon side of things because that's creating even more saturation. Yeah. And I mean, there's so many people have jumped into that market in the last few years, you know, some really good guns, some maybe not so much, but the, the market is so wide open in the polymers, but a lot of them are, a lot of them are so similar that it's hard to differentiate yourself in the polymer market. Whereas in the steel gun market, yeah, I have a lot of classic designs, but We've got a lot of ideas up our sleeves that are totally different that I would like to, you know, kind of work on towards the future. Right. Right. Nobody's, um, nobody's doing that right now. Right. Well, you I know. mean, I, you know, I don't mind the poly, I don't mind the poly stuff. You know, I don't. I don't either. I mean, I, I got several. Place, but, you know, there's, to me, there's never been a poly handgun. We're going to talk handguns here. We've been talking mm-hmm. handguns. There's never been a poly handgun that I've looked at and went, that's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's like, there's never, I can't think of anything anyway. There may have been, but I can't think of anything. There are know, literally I a dozens. place for USPs in my heart. But. It's true. Yeah. I wouldn't, yeah. I still wouldn't call it a beautiful handgun. You don't yeah, look that's at, what I'm saying. Know. Is it, is it beautiful or is it just a good looking, a cool looking handgun, right? At the risk like of sounding very boomer-esque, you know, you look at a lot of 1911s, mm-hmm. and you go like, man, that's a pretty gun. That's just all yeah. there is to it. Or you look at, like, yeah. old, really well-done single-action armies or stuff like that. Those are just pretty guns. Yep. There's tons of examples of good, pretty guns out there, but nobody looks at, you know, most standard polymer guns. They're like, oh, my thing's gorgeous, you know. Yeah. It's functional. It's utilitarian. That's what it's made for. Well, there's, there's something about when you machine metal. There's something about yeah. the edges and the lines and the cuts, 
in it, it right? That it just it yeah, it just looks so much better. And and probably not to the, you're right, a boomer thing. There's probably younger folks listening to this going, I don't know what these guys are talking about. You know, I yeah. like my whatever it is. My Glock 19 is a sexiest gun made. You know, and I and I get it to each their own. But there's just something about there's something about metal now. Do I want to carry around a big heavy metal gun all day every day for my EDC? No, no, <laughs> no. not at all. You know, I mean, there's some guys that, that that's what they do. And, hey, more power to them. You know, whatever. But that's not absolutely. That's not me. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not knocking. I'm not knocking polymer guns at all. I love polymer guns. I own more than a few. You know, and. Well, we like you know our our MC9 for is a great for is a good that's, example. That's a fantastic gun. That's what I was going to say. Great segue and a great to the price MC9. point. Yeah. Um, and you guys have uh the newest model. What's that newest model? I shot it at Shot Show. The got the red the, trigger and the yeah, that's the match. Like yeah. tacked out. Yeah. So the MC9 yeah. match. That's the longer barrel. It's the slide cuts for weight relief in it. You've got the flared magwell, the adjustable trigger. I mean, that gun runs. I mean, there's no two ways about that. That gun absolutely shoots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but would I call it pretty? No. no. It's cool. You know. It's cool. Yeah. But I, you know, there's a difference between cool and beautiful, right? Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I shot that one at at, uh, at the range day, and, um, yeah, I don't have, other than, other than that, other than range days, I don't think I have any mm-hmm. experience with that MC9, but I know... A lot of people that do yeah um and that you know if you're out there and you're in the market for you know a poly something and they're priced mm-hmm. right what's you know the msrp on the base mc9 so it's your standard terrible. mc9 i mean you're talking refill retail is 442 full-blown yeah. retail is 440 bucks yep and most places are gonna sell it cheaper than that yep so i mean Map on that gun, if I remember right, is three ninety five. So you're going to see it in that basically four hundred dollar ballpark most places. And it's, I mean, it's a competitor at that price for sure. That gun feels good in the hand. It runs. To me, it feels less like a Glock. It feels more like an FN, like five hundred nine FNS family gun, right. or yeah. like an M and P in the hand than it does a traditional I Glock. So. I would, I yeah. yeah. I, I, I say the FN. I think it's it's got an FN-ish yeah. feel to it, which well, is not fine, for everybody. Love, yeah, because I love the FN ergos. I always have. Right. Right. So, uh, yeah, if you're out there uh, and you're live, remember we got the poll. Let's check in on that because we will close that out here in a little bit. Which uh, which of the clones from Gasson are you most interested in? And uh, the... Uh, Right at 92, the regard has now taken the lead back. Uh, it's at 44%. And then we got uh, Colt uh, Browning High Power on its heels, and then Colt rounding out the three. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I figured have... it would roll us regard right. than high power, but high power being higher than 1911. We'll see. It's not over till it's we'll over. Uh, I, still, God, I got one for you. Yeah. I was I was say, just, hey, I've yeah. got one for you to really mess with everybody. Is and they can send it, they can you know send it in to you and you can let me know what gun would people like to see like what classic design that you don't see on the market would people like to do because that's oh. that's what we're looking at towards the future. Trust me, I've got some ideas on some cool guns that you just can't readily go get that I want to do. Yeah. Long guns, 
and handguns, both. Right. We've got some. We've got some ideas turning for sure. I'm just curious what public thinks. So what would they I've like got, to see? So I've got one for you, and I won't mention mm-hmm. the competitor that that I I seen this right. Yeah. Um, but I seen a little coach style shotgun, double mm-hmm. barrel side by side, that had removable chokes. Yeah. And that was I shot that one on range day at shot show, and I was knocking down every clay they threw up with that thing. It was I know. Fr- it was freaking awesome. It was awesome. So I want to do. I would love to do a coach gun that's choked, <laughs> and I would like to do exposed hammers. Oh, this just one did. Be, yes, this was double yeah, hammer, double because, trigger. Yeah, double hammer, double I want, trigger. I want double. Yeah, double hammer, double trigger because that's just so nostalgic. Yep. And I can't tell you how many times I had people, you know, when I was selling guns behind a counter, like you know, hey, I, you know, you got anything with rabbit ears on it? I can't find nothing, you know. And that's just not something you <laughs> right. see anymore. Right. You know, that would be a really cool gun to do. Right. So yeah, that was definitely that's something that's in our wheelhouse and in our minds already. Because. You know, what's turned me off, they've made, obviously, coach, you know, shotgun replicas like that for a long time. What I liked yeah. about this particular one was the removal of chokes, right? The yeah. other ones, the, the, the reproduction <laughs> stuff are not. This fixed choke. And Everything's I like being able to swap that out. I do, too. I don't care if it's an 18 half inch barrel or 20-inch barrel, whatever. I won't, I still want removal chokes in it. Yeah. You yeah. Know, call me crazy. I don't care. I don't remember. This one wasn't super long. I think it was a 20-inch, I think. Yeah, most of those coach guns are 20s. Yeah. Which, is, I mean, for what they are, it's perfect. Right. We've got uh, Calaveras out there. He says, uh, for the future, he said, a Luger P08. That's so, definitely uh, been tossed around. <laughs> or, uh, yeah. Uh, a Luger P08 that, that runs that reliably. Runs. Yeah, right. That runs right. reliably. Yeah, bull thrush. Now he's going into the OG. Oh, we're going old school here. He says the new nylon sixty six. So he's like going, yeah. There you go. Yep. Um, I I mean, I did like the old nylon six. I mean, it's. Have you seen what those silly things go for now? It's insane. uh, I do. Yeah, I've got I've got quite a few of the, uh, not just the nylon sixty sixes, but that whole line. You know, Remington had a whole line. I've got the the I've got the bolt action box fed i got the semi-auto box fed you know the nylon 66 was tube fed through the mm-hmm. buttstock yep. um i've got a bolt action tube fed that tube feeds from the front i've mm-hmm. got uh i don't remember but I, and i don't the the models escape me but they're all that yeah i've nylon, got a couple older ones nylon I, composition it's the same way i'm like the model numbers are just floating out there somewhere now but yeah yeah so yeah <clears throat> You know, I would love to do, like, you know, I've been a Mauser fan forever. The Turks were known for extremely good Turkish Mausers. Oh, yeah. I would love to do some cool Mauser stuff. Oh, man, a redesign? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, an updated 98? Come on. Oh. That gun's just purpose-built to sell. Yeah, and especially if you could do some more modern calibers with it, right? Absolutely. I mean, think about it. You can do, there's not a lot of pretty wood guns anymore. Right. You know, as much as I like, I understand a good synthetic rifle in the woods. Yeah. You don't beat everything up. And there's yeah. there's so much you can do with that action. But, you know, I've always been a fan of, like, gorgeous Mausers. Turkish Walnut. Turkish is known for extremely pretty wood. Yep. You do the classic Mauser designs, but in modern calibers. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, freaking six, five Creed Mausers. I mean, that's just yeah. a recipe for selling it. Right. Right. Now, you know, that, that brings us into something that, uh, rifles do do you guys import any rifles so we did with tanfoy we brought some little like brimfire carbines over currently okay. we're not importing any rifles any rifle. i mean okay. sporting rifles not a problem it's the cool tactical stuff you right. can't import without a lot of restriction on those guns ah so the import okay. stuff like all the 89 import issues stuff the stuff that happened when all the cool surplus stuff started drying up like all the cool hks and stuff like that back then Right. Because, you know, import rifles are going to destroy the country. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's all, the, it's all the great good idea fairies. Well, I mean, uh, but something like the 98, I mean, that would not, that wouldn't be problematic nowadays. Plays right, right into it. No, because it's a sporting yeah. rifle. Yeah. Right. You know, like a lot of the companies that bring in like the, was Zenith now Century bringing in like the HK clones. You know, they have to bring those over and do a ton of work here in the United States to make those compliant to be able to put all the cool stuff on them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're pretty neutered if you try to bring them over beforehand. Yeah, it's all, all that go into the 922 compliance. Is that kind of where yeah, it goes into that? that's exactly where it goes into. So you have to import them as a neutered gun, and then you have to 922 them here, and there's a lot of work that goes into that. Right. You know, and that's so that's additional cost, additional time. And that's, we've looked at a couple, a couple guns and it just, the numbers didn't add up by the time you could, you did it all. Yeah. We looked at, we looked at some, we looked at some cool, like nine mil carbines a while back. And that's just, you know, by the time you did everything and got it where you wanted it, the numbers just didn't line up. I mean, you're spending same money as you would on like Scorpions and MPXs. You're in that right. ballpark and yep. You know, yep. you've already got a, two really established guns already. Uh, Ghost Tactical jumped in. He said, what's up, homie? Glad to see Chase in his studio. Absolutely. There, so. <laughs> I, dude, I live his, his mobile on a studio. phone. Yeah, I do. Right. I do as much in this thing as I do in the office. What are you talking about? Right. Uh, Calaveras out there. He's like, FNFAO? <laughs> I would love to. Oh, my God. I would love to. Uh, a Turkish, I don't know. That's heresy. I don't know if we can. I can handle it. I mean, Turkish we're already doing an FN design already. Why not? Well, this is true. This is true. It would have to be. It would have to be in Rhodesian camo, though. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. Without it, without a doubt. <laughs> so you know, let's uh, kind of widen things down here. Um, next shows. I mean, we've got you guys come out of. Uh, you had Great American Outdoor. I'm guessing you didn't go to IWA, but you guys don't. Being importers, you no, don't do anything. We were gonna go, right? Yeah, we were. We were gonna go over there because you have Gerson there, you have Wyrock there, right? I mean, we were gonna go to Iwo, but with you know current situations, you know, a lot of people right. didn't go this year. Yeah. Um. We. I mean, we had shot. We had several by group shows. We had Great American Outdoor Show. We did Kinsey's Dealer Shows. We've had a lot of exposure. Mm-hmm. You know, next month, you know, we'll all be together in Talladega for the showcase. And then we got NRA shows. The big one coming up is the next one. Yeah, that's the end of May. So, so yeah, anybody who wants quick. to come put hands on stuff, we'll be in NRA. We got a 
pretty good sized booth. We're bringing a ton of guns, so there'll be nice. a little bit of everything. So if somebody wants to come play with it, when I got questions, want to see it in person, come on by. We'll be there. Now, is there going to be anything, and you don't have to give the spoiler on what, is there going to be anything new at NRA? I mean, knowing us, probably so. Awesome. You know, I can't. I can't let that cat out of the bag just yet, but no, know, no, no. I, would, I mean, that's why I said I would no, stay sp- tuned. no specifics, no specifics. Yeah, but I would stay tuned for Mayish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you guys didn't. I don't think you planned on having that uh, 1911 10 millimeter at shot, did you? No, I mean that was like we got it in just in, like that didn't ship with our booth and all the normal guns. Like that got right. overnighted out to the hotel. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, those were it wasn't it because it wasn't at range day because it wasn't at range day because it had to be disabled uh-uh. in order to be at the show. Yeah. So, yeah. So that gun and those two, those two cool, the two prototype high powers, like they were, they were all flown out there like last minute. Right. Right. But so that's if what makes you, fun. if you were lucky, if you were lucky enough to to lay hands on those at uh, at shot, you were, uh, yeah. You laid your hands on uh, literally yeah. the very first ones. So. The very first ones. I mean, those are straight up like sample prototype guns. Right. I mean, so much so that one of them, you know, they finished that one so quickly for us. We couldn't actually shoot it because they didn't finish heat treating it all the way. That was like, hey, this oh, can, everybody can wow. look at it. They can use it. I mean, that's yeah. how close we were cutting it to get it over. Wow. You know, because, I mean, that's why people didn't do it. So people like wonder about how many stuff we bring over, you know, we bring over as much as I possibly can, but a big thing we do is we air freight it all. So I don't have guns sitting on the water in containers. Like it's all coming by air. So I have weekly flights. So, I mean, I'm bringing guns in every week. It's just trying to get enough of them over here to satisfy the demand for everything. Right. Well, another thing, the new stuff. You're talking about air freight. That's another interesting Mm -hmm. thing that you told me. We come out of shot show we all got back, and boy, I was hyped because I'm one step closer to that 1911 10 millimeter. Yep. And then you call and you go, um, "There's a blizzard in Turkey." So yeah, <laughs> it's like one of the most what? ridiculous things I've heard in a uh, while. Uh, 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 what uh, did he say? Yeah. Uh, like like Dairy Queen? They have a Dairy Queen over there. It's yeah, like, no, it's, it's actually like, a blizzard. Like, turn it upside down and show you how it works. Yeah, a, a snowstorm in Turkey. So it's like Dude, it interrupted uh, all freight. It was rough. Like it delayed. It delayed a lot of stuff for us on that one. Yeah, and I mean, I got a call from Turkey going. You know, I saw the news before I got a call from them, and I'm like, you know, so everything flies via Turkish cargo, and there's like uh-huh. one of the Turkish cargo like holding facilities like collapsed, like the roof collapsed, and I'm like. Oh, that's what I need. I need, you know, my guns sitting literally in a collapsed building right now. Right. Luckily, that was not it. It was the secured storage was fine. It was a non-secured area or whatever. Right. But, you know, trust me, like it's imports are an adventure to begin with. Right. So that, that shouldn't surprise me. But that was a new one on me. A blizzard in Turkey was definitely a well, new one on me. It's one of the things I'm thinking I, I've, I've waited so long and it's like... Now we got to wait even longer because there was a blizzard in Turkey. I'm like, yeah, what is Chase is smoking something or he's drank too much or something? It looks like, what is he talking about? Yeah, we didn't got into the good stuff at the office. That's what that right, was. right. Yeah. That's what Calum. I mean, we're not to be we're not to be pretty ADD, but you know, trust me, we're always. I mean, that's the one thing people need to know about us. We're about as non PC a company as it gets. 
<laughs> right. I mean, you saw it in the show. I mean, we didn't have a good time, whatever. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. But, uh, yeah, but, that's one of the things. If you, if you make these shows and you're looking for a fun booth, you guys, yeah. You guys definitely yeah. definitely are a fun booth. If you want to hang out uh, with, a, with a fun group of guys, the uh, the guys from EAA, you guys are, are yeah. you, you fit the bill for sure. I mean, it's no fun to stand around in a suit and just be like, meh, to everybody all day. I'm there right. either way. I might as well have fun with it. Right. Now we've got uh, we've got the poll. I did close that out. Thanks to everybody that voted. Remember, if you're listening to this in replay, that if you join us live, not only can you ask questions, and thanks to everybody that's been live and uh, has contributed, uh, but you can vote in that poll as well. So which clone are you most interested in from your son? And uh, leading the way, but just barely, is the Beretta 92 clone, uh, otherwise known as yep. the Regard, uh, at uh, 38%. At 35%, we've got that Browning High Power clone, which is the, what is that, the PS35? The MCP35. MCP35, okay. Yep. Uh, I can remember the 35. And then we got the Colt 1911 uh, at 25%, mm. which is a wide variety from... Right in the 1911s, from 45 um, to 9 millimeter. Now the best 45, 9 millimeter, 10, 10 millimeter. You have, I mean, you've got officer, you've got commander, you've got full size, you've got government six inch barrel and the 10. There's a lot of options. I mean, we've got some very, I won't call them basic guns because they're not basic guns. I mean, even our most basic guns are ambi safeties and extended beaver tails and better sights. But you've got a more of a standard line gun, and we've got optics models. We've got like the ultimates. We've got the matches, the hunter. There's tons of options in the 1911 world. Right. There's, you know, f- almost 50 SKUs, roughly. Wow. Wow. 40 of nine, SKUs. Of 1911s. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, now we had, uh, we had a comment. You mentioned uh, the IWA show and world mm-hmm. events and things going on. And we did have a comment up there earlier. And I glossed over it for a second. I can't find it. But they had asked about the Ukraine thing. So has that affected you guys or the firearm industry that you see in any way? At the moment, it hasn't affected us. You know, we do a lot with Turkey, obviously. So um, we're all keeping an eye on the Russian-Turkey relations right now because they're right. they're not as friendly as they have been in the past at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, Turkey's doing some things that Russia doesn't like. But, you know, I understand why Turkey's doing what they're doing. Right. But so far, it hasn't affected us. But I see some of that affecting the industry pretty harshly, like the sanctions going on. We were talking about that today. A bunch of us were talking, you know, look at the ammunition market right now. Mm-hmm. Steelcase is going insane because now they're the companies can't physically wire the money to like Tula and Barnall and all that now. So that's like what's on the water is it. Right. Yep. And thus we decided to resend sanctions, which I don't see this administration doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, uh, you just gun care rod out there. says just leaving the range. Grisson regard four thumbs up. I don't know. I'll I do guess, it. I guess four is good. So, um, I'll yeah. take it. So chase we're up against, uh, we're over the hour. So, uh, thanks for, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for the chat. Yeah, man. I enjoy, I enjoyed it. Hopefully you did. Um, Not a problem. Yeah, it's good time. Don't be a stranger. We'll have you back as some uh, new stuff comes out. And we'll talk about some of the new stuff and the old stuff. Uh, 
and hopefully we have a uh, a 98 at that point. That's all I got to say. So you, you definitely need to make that happen. That was a, a I want that one to happen pretty bad. <laughs> uh, now, for those that don't know, obviously, EAACorp.com. You've got uh, yep. you guys, social media, Facebook, YouTube. You're everywhere. So I love it. Oh, yeah. And I want to do a lot more going forward with YouTube because that's just, I mean, YouTube, Instagram, both is such a huge platform that we're not utilizing as much as we could. I want to do a lot more of that going forward. It's just, you know, having free time to do some of that lately. Right. Yeah. Totally understand. Uh, so, yeah, thanks again for uh, jumping on. For everybody else, uh, especially in replay at this point, good Lord, if you win an iron five minutes in replay, you are a trooper. Uh, for everybody out there that contributed into the live chat, that sent through this whole thing, that voted in the poll. Appreciate you guys as well. Uh, remember, wherever you are, there's always going to be comments down below. So if you've got questions, follow up down there. I'll get with uh, Chase. We'll get your questions answered and, and get you lined out. Uh, but this one is over. Remember, till next time, don't forget to chain fire freedom. <laughs>